0: Hello, shameless moms, welcome to another Monday, a Monday in summer, I think for most of us, if not all. I don't know if there's still some families out there doing distance learning. If you are, may the force be with you. And if you're newly on a summer schedule and trying to figure out what that even looks like when you don't have distance learning, I'm right there with you, (laughs) trying to figure out like, oh, great, we don't have to do distance learning, which feels really freeing. And also, what are we doing now, though? (laughs) So that's where we're at. What I want to talk about today is persistence, permission, and power. I want to talk about these three Ps. I think they're so relevant right now. And I see that they're relevant in terms of how we are showing up, how we are affecting change, how we are really looking more critically at the impact that we want to have in our world, in our lives, in our circles, in our communities, in so many different ways. And this crosses Many barriers. It's really interesting. You know, of course, this is really relevant as we look at the cultural revolution that's happening right now around Black Lives Matter and being supportive of that, the revolution and being supportive allies and learning how to do better and learning all the ways that white people have messed this up repeatedly. And I include myself in that for sure. And so looking at all of that, but I also think that this has to do with how we are showing up in a pandemic and how we're just looking at everything right now in terms of analyzing our core values and looking at what we want our legacy to be and looking at ways that we've missed the mark maybe with our ignorance in the past, how we want to do better moving forward um, and how we can really find our power when we are in a place of pain, a place of pain around a lot of different things in our lives. And so I wanted to talk about these three factors around persistence, permission, and power, because I think that it will give you a place from which you can Have some momentum moving forward. And I think that's really, really, really important. I do understand that there can be a sense of stuckness, especially when we're in pain and especially when we don't know what the next right step is. And while sometimes that stuckness, (laughs) like, let's just decide if stuckness is actually a word. For my purposes today, stuckness is a word. So that stuckness sometimes can be. Productive, actually, it can be really important to sit in pain and discomfort and listen. That can be really, really important. And when we do that, that's where we can really tie into like, what are my values and what do I want to stand for? And how do I want to be powerful moving forward? How do I want to use my voice? How do I want to be you know, a better ancestor and a better citizen and a better community activist or community leader? All those different things. So sometimes being stuck for a minute to just stop and think and listen inward can be really, really important. And also if we stay stuck too long, it's easy to get into perfectionism or depression even. So perfectionism oftentimes we stay stuck so long because we don't know what the next right step is and we are so busy analyzing and overthinking what the next right step is because we don't want to mess it up that we just don't take any steps and that's not helpful after a certain point the other piece of this is that if we stay stuck for too long we start to feel hopeless and helpless and powerless and then that can also be problematic and so looking at really how do we decide that okay I've spent some time sitting, listening, and learning. I've been able to determine some things around what are my core values? How do I want to be a better person in this situation? How do I want to impact change and you know, build a different legacy for myself and for my family, be a better ancestor? And what's the next step to do? What's the next step to take? And how do I go ahead and take that? So I want to talk about five pieces around being persistent. I think right now, persistence is required in so many aspects. And, you know, I would say this started in March. (laughs) In March, we had to make this commitment to persistence around getting through a pandemic and what that would look like. And that persistence has not totally shifted. We've just added more to what we have to be persistent around. So we've had to be persistent around a pandemic. Now we're being persistent around learning how to be better allies and learning how to impact change in this cultural revolution. But there is this persistence that is really, really necessary and required right now. And so I want you to think about how can you be persistent? Because here's the thing, we can't afford to get burnt out right now. And Many of us are really pushing some boundaries there. <laughs> Maybe you are like, no, I already am burnt out. It's too late. So, how can we be persistent in a way that we can leverage long term and we, where we can stay in the game? So, five ways to stay persistent. So, number one, tie your actions to your core values. And so, when you are taking action, if it's not full of meaning to you, it's going to be really hard to stick with it. If you can't connect it to something that's deeply meaningful to you, it will be so much more difficult and challenging and exhausting to stay committed. If you can tie your actions to core values, then you can constantly look back at those core values and say, "Oh, that's right. That's why I'm doing this because I stand for this and I believe in this and here's who I am, who I want to become." So when we can tie our actions to our core values, it makes it much simpler, I'm not going to say easier, but it makes it much more simple and clear that we're going to keep going, even if it's hard, even if it's tiring. Number two is to build a support system or an accountability group. And so when you want to be persistent, Who's going to support you with that? This doesn't need to be a solo effort. This doesn't need to be individual. And so I've definitely been building out different support systems. You know, I've had support systems in place for many years around building my business and building out different pieces of my life, even like after becoming a mom, having support systems of groups of mom friends who I was able to connect with in different ways after becoming a mom. So what kind of a support system or accountability group do you need to be building right now? That's something that I've been really shifting and evolving in my own life is like, where can I be getting some better support systems or not even better, but like, support systems that are more relevant for what I need right now. Because I've had some really great ones, and I'm still in some really great ones. But I also want to add some more layers to the support that I have in the accountability that I really want to hold myself to. And so looking for how can you build support systems and accountability groups. And sometimes there's groups that you can just join, and you can be a joiner. And sometimes that requires being a leader to say like, hey, I'm going to organize this, I'm going to do this, who wants to come with me. And I've done it both ways. And both can be really, really amazing. And both can be really impactful. And I want to push you if you feel like you don't have a place where you can go join a group that you want to be a part of, if you don't feel like there's, you know where to find that, I would really encourage you to create it and lead it. Now I will say this is hard and scary and can be really vulnerable. And also it can be really, really amazing. And you'll be surprised, I think, by who wants to come with you and how you get to build something together and how powerful that can feel to be the leader of that effort. So I would definitely encourage you to build a support system. Number three, pace yourself. So recognize the need for a long-term commitment and don't go all out in your efforts all at once. So my episode on Wednesday is gonna be an interview with Jocelyn Kopak, who is a diversity, equity, and inclusion educator. And she talks a lot about stamina in this interview that we do. And she talks about the stamina that's required if you wanna be an ally right now. And stamina is required anytime you're trying to be persistent with something, anytime you're trying to create long-term change. So it might be around you know our world right now, but it can also be related to like, going back to school or getting through a certain phase of child rearing or getting through a a struggle in your marriage or getting through supporting a parent through maybe, you know, a transition. It could also be related to like training for a marathon. Like there's so many times when we have to be persistent around something and we have to pace ourselves. And if you are like me and you're a fixer and you're like, I just want to fix it and move on. And I want to like, just get through it and go to the next thing. Pacing yourself can be really, really hard because pacing yourself requires a level of patience, (laughs) that it's like a level of patience, a level of learning, a level of commitment to a long-term process where you don't always have immediate gratification, where you can't always quickly check a box. And that's really, really hard. And it's so required right now in multiple areas of our lives. So pace yourself knowing that if you try to go all in right now, you might not be able to show up next week. And so it's really important that you are acknowledging, like, I'm not here to be 97% better overnight. I'm here to be 1% better every day. And that's just a little bit at a time, chipping away at things a little bit at a time to get better every day and to do better every day and to learn more every day and to you know enhance your worldview every day. We talk about worldview on Wednesday's episode as well and world perspective, which is also really helpful to learn about that from Jasmine. But just looking at this like 1% every day so that you have the capacity to keep going because we are in multiple situations right now, multiple scenarios in this world where we have to keep going for a long time. And one of the conversations I've been having in Momentum Mamas over in our membership community is around like not knowing when the finish line is and how challenging that is and how mentally difficult that can be when you don't know like how long you have to keep going towards something. And so again, tapping into like, I'm gonna be patient with the process rather than be impatient about getting to a finish line because we don't really have any finish lines right now. We just have these processes that we know need to happen and we just have to keep showing up and keep pacing ourselves, being persistent, being committed and really standing in that stamina. the fourth piece of becoming more persistent is creating habits and routines around the change and the growth that you're looking to create. And so what are the habits and routines? You know, I have talked so much about morning routines and even evening routines and routines you might have with your kids. And back when I had my gym, I was constantly talking about fitness routines and nutrition routines and meal prepping routines and all these kinds of things. So I want you to consider what is the change or the growth you're looking to create right now? And how are you creating routines around that. Because going back to number three around pacing yourself, when you pace yourself, it's a little bit at a time and that can actually be systematic where you can be like, okay, every day before bed, I'm going to do this one thing or every morning, I'm going to do this one thing every day on my lunch break or every day while I'm driving home or like whatever the thing is. So how can you be integrating habits and routines right now that support the change and the growth you're looking to create? So maybe it's reading three pages of a book, Maybe it's scheduling one conversation a week. Maybe it's you know having a conversation with an accountability group that you've put together. Where are you creating habits and routines around this persistence? Because if it's just trying to grind through every day, that's not going to work. And the other thing is that if you're trying to do too much upfront rather than systematizing a little bit every day, it's going to be much harder to persist. Along these same lines, and as a part of the same number four, also embracing your discipline around this, really embracing your discipline around this. And so like you have heard me talk for years about I exercise six days a week, first thing in the morning, I don't even give it a second thought. So how can you be embracing your discipline around, oh, this is just what I do. Every night before bed, I read a chapter from a book around you know, racism or around global health or around like whatever you the history of America, well, whatever the thing is, running your first marathon or like, you know, going back to school to get whatever degree, like whatever the thing is. But how can you integrate that every single day in a really systematic way? And here's the thing, when you integrate things in a systematic way like that, there's so much less mental fatigue because you're not trying to think about, well, when am I going to get in in how am I going to do it? What if it doesn't fit? And it's not always like running on your list of things to do. It becomes a non-negotiable because a habit has a place to live and you're not having to think about it all the time. So this actually really lends itself to persistence because it creates this habit that becomes integrated in a way that you don't have to spend extra energy trying to figure out when you're going to do it. It just happens on autopilot, which lends to persistence because it's less exhausting. So it becomes easier to keep going. And then number five, when becoming more persistent, is really tie your actions to your identity. So think about I am a person who blank. So this might be, I am a person who shows up when it's uncomfortable. I am a person who has uncomfortable conversations. I'm a person who leads uncomfortable conversations. I'm a person who's continually educating myself. I'm a person who's becoming a better anti-racist. I am a person who is becoming a more patient mother. I'm a person who exercises six days a week. Like whatever you want the identity to be really look at, and you could even have, if you do affirmations, have an affirmation around this. I'm a person who blank. And when you tie your actions to your identity like that, it's a lot like tying them to your core values that it helps things become non-negotiable. So when you're thinking like, well, should I do A or B? Then you look at, oh, wait, but I'm a person who does blank. So that means I'm obviously going to choose A in this situation. So this actually number one and number five, tying actions to core values and tying actions to your identity in terms of who you are becoming. Really lends itself to giving you clarity and creating this lens through which you can make decisions quickly to recognize, oh, this isn't my core values or it's not, or this connects to my mission in terms of who I'm becoming or it doesn't. And that can also help remove some of that ongoing fatigue because you have clarity around what you're saying yes to, what you're saying no to. So that's how to be more persistent. So quick recap of that. Number one, tie your actions to your core values. Number two, build a support system or accountability group. Number three, pace yourself and recognize the need for a long-term commitment. Number four, create habits and routines around the growth or change you're looking to create. And number five, tie your actions to your identity. So now we're gonna talk about permission. And so with this persistence, re- permission will be required. With this persistence, permission will be required to do a handful of things, if you are to continue to show up over and over and over, if you are to really stand in that stamina and like keep going and keep going and keep going, even when things are hard. And so you're gonna have to give yourself permission around a lot of different areas here, no matter what the thing is you wanna be persistent around. So you might be listening to this episode right now in live time in June of 2020. You might be listening to this episode Two years later, in you know July of 2022, all of this still holds true. So when you are looking to be more persistent and step into your power, and we're going to connect power here at the end, but when you're looking to be more persistent, you have to give yourself permission on multiple levels. So how are you going to give yourself permission to do better? How are you going to give yourself permission to decide that maybe you haven't done things in ways you like in the past or in ways that you feel really great about right now, but you're going to do better moving forward? Next, give yourself permission to commit. And when you give yourself permission to commit, you automatically will give yourself permission to start to integrate. When you commit to something, then you have to integrate new things around that into your life, right? So that commitment, permission to commit is going to also give you permission and like the green light to start to integrate. So give yourself permission to commit to the thing. And this is going to require you again to look at your core values to recognize, this is something I really need to commit to right now. This is something I need to commit to, and not just for the next like three days, but maybe for the next three months and then the next three years. This is something I'm gonna commit to for the long haul. Next is give yourself permission to take imperfect action. We talk about this all the time, especially if you are in my membership or mastermind communities, but permission to take imperfect action Because if we do not give ourselves permission to take imperfect action, we will take no action at all. And we are not in a time or space in history where we can afford to take no action at all. And I mean, I would say this in any moment anyways, the risk of inaction is always too high. The risk of inaction is staying stuck. The risk of inaction is complacency. The risk of inaction in certain situations can make you complicit in things that go against your core values. The risk of inaction, oftentimes can be damaging to you in terms of what you stand for. It can be damaging to you in terms of who you want to become. It can be damaging in many, many ways. When we are inactive, because we're spending so much time trying to decide what perfect action would be best next then we end up doing nothing and we end up not growing. And we end up having a completely compromised sense of self, we end up not being our most optimal self and showing up in our gifts in our most optimal ways. And so the whole world misses out, but especially you miss out like you miss out on the best version of you, you miss out on recognizing your full potential and your gifts and having this legacy that you feel really proud of. And so you have to give yourself permission to take imperfect action, because that is the only way forward. And it is the only way to learn how to do better. You're not going to learn how to do better by sitting and waiting and deciding what's the next perfect step to take. Next, you need to give yourself permission to become an action taker and a decision maker. I did a whole episode around this, but give yourself permission to be an action taker and a decision maker. So this is someone who does not sit in decision fatigue. This is someone who does not wait for the next perfect step. This is someone who's taking action every single day, making a decision, taking action, and even if you fumble, you figure it out and then you move forward. Because the growth curve that you will be on will be dramatically more elevated and take you to dramatically more impactful places when you are consistently making decisions and taking action, even if there's fumbles along the way. The alternative to that, again, is inaction and not making decisions, which is decision fatigue and all of the things that come with our compromised sense of self when we don't take action at all. Next is to give yourself permission to mess up and keep going. So I just talked about you fumble and then you figure it out. You fumble and then you figure it out. So just know that you're going to fumble and be prepared for that. And then when you do, do what you need to do to fix it and keep going. Because if you don't give yourself permission to fumble, first of all, you won't do anything, but also you're gonna be looking at this, any change or area of growth through this lens of having to do it perfectly and having to do it at such a high level that it's gonna always be really, really hard. And you're gonna always be so incredibly careful that you're not going to get to where you wanna go. So you have to give yourself permission to mess up and keep going and recognize that that's how you're going to learn. That's where you're going to grow. And that's truly where the magic is going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to feel magical when it happens initially, but it will be where the magic truly happens in terms of growth and change in the long run. Next, give yourself permission to use your voice. Giving yourself permission to use your voice is so critical right now. And this is something we've been talking about for four years in the Shameless Mom Academy. But you have to give yourself permission to use your voice. And when you have those core values dialed in, it will be so much more clear to you what you want to use your voice for. But you have to give yourself permission to use your voice. And it can start quiet. And it can start in a small group or with a conversation with one person. This does not mean I think everyone needs to be getting on a stage or starting a podcast or like, you know, broadcasting from you know, worldwide. You can do this in whatever way makes sense for you and whatever way speaks to your personality type. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the
1: podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.
2: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.
0: I'm an extrovert. I like speaking. Speaking for me is a zone of genius activity. It lights me up. It fuels me. It energizes me. And I understand that I'm the exception. And so how I use my voice might be really different than how you use your voice. And that's fine. Just give yourself permission to use your voice in whatever way makes sense to you, in whatever way speaks to your gifts and how you can have the most impact. Give yourself permission to take a chance. There's a lot of opportunities to take chances right now. Give yourself permission to take a chance. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be ugly. You're going to want to cry. You're going to want to throw up. You're going to have diarrhea. And give yourself permission to take a chance. You must give yourself permission to take a chance. And I can tell you, when I look back at like the top three to five things that have most deeply impacted my life and changed the course of my life in the most profound ways, it is all things where I've given myself permission to take a chance. And all of them were things I didn't really want to do. You know, going back to school, deciding to go on a date with my now husband. Doing my first triathlon, oh my gosh, I went like kicking and screaming, and then it changed everything. It was so amazing. I ended up becoming like a competitive athlete for a few years after doing that, something I never ever saw myself doing, you know, having the potential for. So you have to give yourself permission to take a chance. For me, it was like, you know, opening my gym was another one. So building business, there's been multiple ways, and every time I've taken a chance, it is just, it's changed the trajectory of my life. It is, Changed who I am. It's changed who I'm becoming. And also, it's been super hard and scary, but you have to give yourself permission to take that chance. And sometimes it doesn't work out. I've definitely had times where things haven't worked out. And so, you learn things through those situations, right? Give yourself permission to learn something new. I think that we often think we know a lot of things (laughs) because it just feels good that way, right? We just think we know all the things like, I'm good, I got it, I already know but maybe you don't. So give yourself permission to learn something new, and it might be adding on new knowledge around something you already have some knowledge around, or it might be... Starting from fresh, starting from scratch, learn something completely new about something you don't know about and be persistent around that. And that's great too. So giving yourself permission to learn something new. I'm actually in the process of being in a couple different new groups for me and I'm giving myself permission to learn something new being in group circles of new people where I can learn from new resources and I haven't really done that in the last 2 years. I've been kind of staying in this in closer circles that I had become I mean they, you know 2 years ago they were new and somewhat scary um, and uncomfortable, but then they got comfortable. And so now I'm shifting again to be like, okay, where can I be in new circles and where can I be making connections in new ways? And so I'm giving myself permission to learn something new and learn from new people and learn from new groups. And that's it's a little bit nerve-wracking. It always feels a little bit risky, and also I think that really amazing beautiful things will come of it. Give yourself permission to take sides. It's okay to take sides. And right now, it's necessary to take sides. So, give yourself permission to take sides and recognize that the more you can take sides in alignment with your core values and in alignment with who you are becoming, the more firmly planted you will become in terms of your identity and your ability to have impact in this world and your ability to build a legacy that actually has lasting impact. Give yourself permission to rest and recover in order to keep going. So, what I see right now is a lot of people not giving themselves permission to rest and recover, because there's not a lot of ways to rest and recover. Let's be honest, like no one is getting on a plane going to Hawaii, even though that's what we all want to do. And so How can you be doing things that are restorative and rejuvenating so that you can stay in action long-term, so that you can stay persistent? So what does rest and recovery look like for you right now? It probably looks different than ever before, and it's probably more minimal than ever before. So how is that working into your day? How can you get in rest and recovery? How are you getting time to yourself? I did an episode a while back around taking personal time during the pandemic. This is essential. Very, very essential. So, rest and recovery is going to be crucial for you to stay persistent. How are you getting in rest and recovery? Give yourself permission to step back from unhealthy relationships and unhealthy people. And so, this goes back to boundaries being okay with not everyone liking you, being okay with like, you know, phasing people out if you need to or crowding people out, bringing in people who, where you feel like you can have the healthiest relationships. And then over time, that will crowd out the unhealthy relationships. Give yourself permission to say yes to the things that really matter and give yourself permission to say no to the other things. So really giving yourself permission to use discernment around your yeses and your nos and to be able to provide those yeses and nos to people without a lot of explanation, just knowing again, who you are, what you stand for, who you are becoming. Give yourself permission to become a different person. I like this one. So give yourself permission to become a better version of you, an upgraded version of you. I think this is super, super powerful give yourself permission to listen to your gut. So my team and I, we always have jokes around listening to our guts. We've named our guts. They named mine for me. It's Patty. (laughs) So there's times when we're on calls and I'm like, I don't know, I have this feeling about this thing. And they're like, yep, listen to Patty. (laughs) So give yourself permission to listen to your gut and make decisions based on that. Your gut can be enough. You don't have to do all the other research. Give yourself permission to let go of other people's expectations. Right now, We definitely are dialed into other expectations in many cases. Sometimes this goes back to family history and relationships and having people with differing beliefs. And it's okay to let go of other people's expectations. Give yourself permission to be bold and give yourself permission to shine. This is hard and scary right now, and it is also very necessary. And this is how you really learn who you want to become. So give yourself permission to be bold and give yourself permission to shine. And then let's tie this all to power. So the connection to power here is that when you are persistent and when you give yourself permission to be persistent in these different ways and give yourself permission to take action in these different ways and to really step into who you want to become, You have a new sense of power you have the power to take action you have the power to affect change you have the power to grow and evolve you have the power to use your voice you have the power to have impact so all of these tie together really beautifully in this symbiotic way where they all work together and the sum of the part the sum is greater than the parts so that means that when you are using all three together showing up with this new level of persistence, giving yourself permission to do things imperfectly so you can stay persistent, giving yourself permission to rest so that you can stay persistent, then you all now have this whole new sense of power. It's hard to stay in power for long periods of time, if you don't give yourself permission to all the things that we just addressed, it's hard to stay persistent, if you don't give yourself permission, or if you aren't standing in your power. So you can see how these three things really, really interlock with each other. So focus on what is the power you ultimately want to have. And let the power be around the power to grow and evolve, the power to get better, the power to use your voice, the power to have impact and take action and affect change. And like all of these things that right now can sound really big and lofty, but if you look at it from a perspective of, I'm just gonna show up and do a little bit every day, and have persistence around that and this long-term commitment and stamina around it, then, and you give yourself permission in all the ways that we just talked about, then that ability to hold power in those areas is so entirely and completely possible. And what we sometimes miss is that when we feel powerless, we don't look at what do I need to give myself permission to do? How do I need to be more persistent? How can I give myself permission to do this in a way that I actually have the energy to be persistent long-term? So look at where you might be struggling in persistence or in permission or in power and where is the balance off? What do you need more of in order to make all three of these work together really, really well? So if you're feeling powerless, you might need more persistence in your life. If you are struggling with permission, you probably need to look at what power would feel like for you. If you're struggling with permission, you need to look at what are my core values And how do I need to be more persistent around them? And what can I give myself permission to do right now? So these three work together really, really closely and work together really beautifully if you're tapping into all three of them and seeing that relationship. So I hope this was helpful. Please share this episode out with others who you think might benefit. Lots of you have been sharing the show recently. The show is largely shared by word of mouth, by the way. Maybe you didn't know that. So I always appreciate you sharing the show. I appreciate you leaving reviews. If this episode was helpful in particular, please pop over to shamelessmom.com review and leave a review for me so that I know how this episode impacted you, so that I know moving forward what you want more of, and so that new people checking out the show, when they look at the reviews, they're like, oh yeah, I need that kind of information you know we're all voyeurs, right? Like we all wanna know what everyone else thinks. So people like to read reviews to see like, oh, well, what do other moms have to say about this? So if you pop over and leave a review, going to shamelessmom.com slash review, puts you right into our iTunes Apple portal where you can just scroll down, rate the show on a scale of one to five stars, you know, hopefully a five, and then you can write a review and just leave a couple sentences letting me know how the show has impacted you. Thank you so much for being here. I value you. I treasure our time together and I can't wait to be back in a couple days.